Adams on Agriculture brought to you by Cenex Premium Diesel. Cenex Premium Diesel, a more complete additive package for a more complete burn. Informing America's farmers and ranchers, it's Adams on Agriculture. Produced by the American Ag Radio Network. Here's your host, Mike Adams. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Adams on Agriculture. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you. Thank you for joining us and letting us be part of your day. We'll continue with our coverage of the DTN Virtual Ag Summit that's going on again today and tomorrow. We'll be talking with several of the speakers from the Ag Summit on our program today. And we're also going to get the latest on this controversy between some dairy producers and Dean Foods as a case where the company going through all the legal issues that it's going through right now and going out of business and all that wanting money back from dairy producers from some time ago. We'll get the very latest on that coming up on today's program. But we're going to start things off with Todd Neely, DTN reporter. Todd, thanks for joining us. How is the Virtual Ag Summit going? Hey, good morning, Mike. You know, it's been great. Um, we've had a lot of positive out, uh, positive input and a lot of good speakers, and it's really been uh, quite the deal. Uh, you know, it's interesting because this time of the year, normally, you know, not all the DTN staff gets to be involved because it's in Chicago, but this virtual side of things has really made it kind of nice. We're all able to kind of tune in. Yep, we'll be talking with more of your speakers today and again tomorrow as well. All right, let's talk about the speculation about the next Secretary of Agriculture. And while much of the attention has been focused on Marsha Fudge from Ohio and former Senator Heidi Heitkamp, now we are reading and hearing that maybe former Secretary of Agriculture Tom Vilsack might actually be the front runner. Yeah, Mike, you know, I, I in some ways I'm not surprised about this, you know, um, when you talk to a lot of the farm groups, I think in general they want to have somebody in that position who's had some experience in farming. Uh, you know, it, it's it's quite obvious that you need that person to have a deep understanding of agriculture and all the challenges, opportunities, all those things that present itself to the industry. And I think when you look at Tom Vilsack, you know, he was governor of Iowa. He was uh, ag secretary under Obama for eight years. Uh, he would definitely foot the bill. And there was a report, I believe, yesterday that right now he's kind of at the top of the list. Uh, you know, that's probably subject to change. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of discussion going on behind the scenes, uh, you know, a lot of push and pull from a lot of different people. Um, but, yeah, I think Vilsack is, if not in the lead, he's very much in the top two or three. And I, I haven't seen any reporting on what Tom Vilsack is saying. We know he's been active uh, in, adv- in an advisory capacity to the Biden team. Uh, I've not read or heard if he wants to, or would be willing to take it on again, but I've not heard that, he, he, that he's not interested either. So I guess that uh, fuels the speculation even more. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I do think that, uh, you know, the thing about Vilsack, he was always, uh, he's always been very passionate about uh, agriculture. He was, you know, he was a really good spokesperson for, for ag during those years. Um, you know, and I think, you know, as, as out of a sense of duty, I could see him taking this position. I, I do think that, uh, you know, Vilsack's kind of been, uh, he's been critical somewhat of the Trump administration over the past four years. On a variety on a variety of fronts, and so I think his you know, the very fact that he's been outspoken suggests that uh, he's still very much engaged, and and I think uh, you know I I would be surprised if he turned it down if it was offered. Of course, currently he is president and CEO of the U.S. Dairy Export Council, so we will wait and see. Right. Meanwhile, we've got this situation now over the possibility of another uh, COVID aid package, and we got a lot of things at play here. We've got Democrats admitting that they blocked COVID relief under right. the uh, under President Trump because they didn't want to deal with him or give him anything. So, I mean, just come out and admitting that's why we didn't have COVID re- more COVID relief than we've had. And at the same time now, you got a proposal that uh, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell doesn't not, does not endorse evidently. So you've got a conflict there. So I don't know it. it just when you start thinking something might get done this year, then it starts looking like maybe not. Yeah, Mike, you know, I agree. And I think that the one thing, you know, we read a lot about the back and forth, but, uh, you know, on one side, the Republicans want liability protections for businesses. 
Um, you know, and this is one of those this is one of those sore spots. I, I don't know that the other side of the aisle is going to agree to that. Um, you know, the the amount on the package is, is they've kind of reached the middle ground at about nine hundred billion. Uh, but you're right, we're running up against the clock now. You know, we're gonna we're gonna have the Christmas recess and that sort of thing. Uh, it begs the question whether that recess will actually happen or or you know what's going to come of this. But it definitely. Uh, from behind the scenes, there's there's still a lot of ground to be covered, and right now it's it's kind of up in the air. I, I don't see it, you know, going one way or the other right now. It's kind of in a it's kind of in a standstill. But I, I think it really bothers me when, what, regardless of which party it is, in this case it's the Democrats, they come out and admit, you know, yeah, we didn't pass more COVID relief for people in need because we didn't like the president basically or didn't want to work with him. You know, then how do you say you're really caring about the people? I mean, I I find right. that hard to accept. Yeah, you're right, Mike. And you know, it's such a we talked about this before. It's such a politically charged atmosphere. Uh, this past four years has been extremely politically charged. And yeah, you know, even in this situation where we've got businesses that really need help, there's a lot of a lot of economic problems out there. You. You kind of had hope throughout all of this, even leading up to the election, that Congress would pass something. Of course, uh, you know there was kind of that kind of that belief that it wasn't going to happen. You kind of saw it, read the tea leaves, and saw that uh, the Democrats were going to wait. And uh, yeah, to hear that uh, from the Democrats at this point, I, I think is pretty discouraging. But uh, hopefully, now we're at a point where uh, they know they have to act. You just. You just want both sides to put politics aside and do what needs to be done, but it seems like that's yeah. increasingly uh, rare uh, in in these times in which we live. And finally, uh, Todd, um, back to the transition. Ag groups are meeting with members of the Biden transition team and kind of making their feelings known on some issues and things they'd like to see with ag policy moving forward. Yeah, Mike, you know, and one of the things that's kind of front and center is, is the debate about immigration. I um, you know, Zippy Duval has even brought it to the transition team that the American Farm Bureau would like to see some sort of reform within the first hundred days. Uh, you know, this goes directly to ag labor and all the challenges that, that ag faces on that front. There's, you know, there's good reason to think that this is a, maybe at the top of the list right now for ag, considering uh, all the economic situation and difficulties we've seen. Um, It'll be interesting to see where that goes. Uh, you know, immigration never really has gotten all that far, regardless of who's, you know, leading the charge. And, and you know, depending on the administration, it it just never seems to go to the length that it needs to for ag. And so I thought that was interesting how that kind of been brought out as one of the top issues uh, that farm groups would like to see resolved. Yeah, we'll see. That's another one that gets caught up in in politics, and and we can't seem to move that forward. We'll see if they can do something like on infrastructure. We keep hearing about that, but no major comprehensive bill gets moved on that either. So we'll see. There's always hope, I guess, uh, when you start new, even though the legal challenges still aren't over from the election. So we've got that to resolve yet as well. So a lot going on. Todd, good to talk with you. Thanks a lot. All right. Thank you, Mike. DTN reporter Todd Neely. Up next, more from the DTN Ag Summit. Stay with us. You're listening to AOA. Adams on Agriculture, brought to you by Cenex Premium Diesel. Cenex Premium Diesel, diesel that doesn't mess around. Join us every Tuesday for Around the Table, brought to you by CHS, where we take a close look at the benefits of cooperative ownership. Every week, we'll host a new guest and discuss how you can get the most from working with your local cooperative. And we'll learn why farmers and ranchers just like you choose cooperatives to help them persevere and prosper. So be sure to tune in each Tuesday or visit cooperativeownership.com to learn more. Recently on Adams on Agriculture, Dan Hallstrom, President and CEO of the U.S. Meat Export Federation. Some concerns over Mexico's beef grading standards. Tell us about those concerns and have they been addressed? I would say that the primary concern was the terminology that was being proposed. The Spanish terminology was very similar to the English delineation of uh, you know, our, our grading standards, uh, prime, choice, select, etc., 
And we felt like these correlations were somewhat intentional because one of the biggest marketing advantages we have in a lot of foreign markets is our grading on beef and differentiating the uh, grain-fed qualities of our beef. Fast forward to uh, late November last month, the final rule was published by Sigarpa, and we, we don't have this concern. Uh, the names, the titles are totally different. It's not as closely aligned with our grading standards. So a success in that sense, we feel. For the information important to rural America, join us on Adams on Agriculture. A lot goes into keeping a precision operation moving. The inputs you choose have to deliver results. New Delaro Complete Fungicide from Bayer offers unmatched consistency and the most complete disease control available. Your corn and soybeans are protected and yields higher, even in unpredictable conditions. With Delaro Complete, you get results you can count on to help keep your precision operation running smoothly. Always read and follow label instructions. To learn more, visit delarocomplete.us today. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Uh. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Adams on Agriculture is brought to you by Cenex Premium Diesel. With Cenex Premium Diesel, you can count on a diesel that will keep your operation in top shape. Information America's farmers and ranchers need to know. Adams on Agriculture. Now, back to Mike Adams. Well, as we've mentioned, the DTN Ag Summit is going on again today and will wrap up tomorrow. It's a virtual event this year and here to talk more about that event and products uh, offered by DTN is Jerry Chandler, DTN Sales Manager. Jerry, thank you for joining us. Uh, We just heard from Todd Neely on your staff who says uh, the uh, virtual summit's going well. Uh, I think one of the things we've learned about holding these virtual events is there are some advantages. I think more people can uh, participate. Uh, It's more, um, you know, it's you can access it for a longer period of time, uh, you know, so it works great flexibility with schedules and things like that of course the thing we miss is that uh, face-to-face you know the discussions the uh, conversations that go on and that that interaction is so important so you know some good some bad but uh, these are the times in which we live just glad you're able to have an event like this yes thank you for having me yeah there are pros and cons of both of them um you know, we do have a lot of engagement that is going on with the Ag Summit right now. Some of the people in the past weren't able to travel to Chicago where we held it are able to attend now online. And then before you had to pick and choose some of the speakers, but now you can go back and replay those all the way up through the next couple of weeks. So if you missed a presentation going on yesterday or today or tomorrow, you can go back next week and play it again as well. Yeah, I think that flexibility, the schedule flexibility, uh, for everyone works really, really well. That's probably one of the biggest benefits of these virtual events. Well, Jerry, I know that uh, one of the things you want to talk about is the number of different products and services that DTN offers its customers. Um, we know that in agriculture today, um, people can access information in a lot of different ways, and they're looking for different things. So that creates challenges and opportunities for a company like DTN. Yes, absolutely. So DTN has been around for a long time. We uh, built our reputation on being the trusted independent provider of information to the agricultural markets. Um, we're not trying to sell you something else. We're just giving you straight, honest information. So Todd talked about some of the strategies that we put out there. We're not trying to get people uh, to churn markets or make different futures trades. We're going to give you what we recommend for you to be the most successful in profits for your corn crops or your livestock. Um, we've got information out there 
that we're updating every day. We've got award-winning networks that we put out. Um, our news staff, we recently just won 33 awards for breaking news and for our blogs that we put out there. So it's recognized in the industry as the top notch that we provide. Um, we're able to distribute that information over the internet and we still have a lot of our satellite guys out there well. So if you're in rural areas and you're not able to get the internet, we can deliver that to you over the satellite. Yeah, we have a number of the uh, folks on your staff on here on AOA. We appreciate the partnership, great information sharing that we have with you, with your folks. And you do have a really, you mentioned the news aspect, uh, the markets, the weather. Those are those are areas that you are really strong in. Yes, absolutely. DTN, we're a, a very large network of weather systems out there. We've got we pull in not only the national weather systems that a lot of people will, but we've also got our own private DTN weather network that allows us to give what we call microsite weather. So we can go and put a weather station on a, uh, a field and know what that weather is right there, whereas the government, the NWS, might be 10, 20 miles away. And so we'll give you the weather right there locally. And so that gives you information that you can plan for your day, whether you're going to do spraying, you want to know, is it going to be 20-mile-an-hour winds this afternoon, or is it going to rain in four hours? That way it allows you to plan ahead and make the most use of your time. We're talking with Jerry Chandler, DTN Sales Manager. Jerry, you mentioned your different uh, delivery systems, uh, Internet or satellite. Uh, that's constantly evolving, isn't it, the, how you deliver your information? Yes, it absolutely is. Um, We've been for years on the satellite, but as rural America is getting more Internet, we've transitioned a lot of people to our Internet-delivered services, and now so many people are going mobile. So we've got applications and, that you can watch right on your mobile phone. If you're in the combine or if you're at the coffee shop, you're able to follow the markets right there. We can provide real-time quotes so you can follow the markets in real time and also get updated on breaking news that comes out like USDA or WASDE reports. We'll push that information out to you in real time. You mentioned this, um, the market commentary from an unbiased independent company. That That's important today in the world in which we live of uh, uh, so much being opinion-based. Uh, having that unbiased independent uh, source of information is critical. It is because so many people kind of have their own views on things where we're independent. We're going to give you the fact-based, um, whether that's from political, uh, what's going on in D.C., we're going to tell you what's changing regulatory-wise or if there's things that are coming out um, regionally, we've got staff that will give it to you as it is, not spinning to make something that's not really independent. So that, that's our big thing is we're independent from you. Um, we're not going to try and steer you one direction. We're going to give you the straight information and let you make the choice. Jerry, obviously DTN's been around for quite a while now, but what do you want people to know about DTN that maybe, you know, uh, they don't know or maybe uh, has changed that they didn't realize it changed? So what do you want them to know about DTN? So DTN, we have been around for a long time, and that's because we are reliable, we're accurate, we give the people the information that they need to be successful in their farms. Um, and we're making a lot of investment right now to continue to be that way. Um, there's some sources out there that you can go to different websites that are free, but they're not as accurate. Um, so we can give you one source to go to get all that information, save you time, and you can trust it. If you follow our strategy we put out, you're probably going to make more money on your crop. Um, if you follow our weather, you're going to save. You're not going to have to spray down, put down another application because it rained and washed out. Um, so we're going to help you be more efficient and make more money with your fields, your markets, your livestock, all your uh, crops. And are, are you continuing to grow? Are you getting more coverage uh, with your customer base across the country? Yeah, we are continuing to grow. Um, DKIN as a whole, we've made several acquisitions um, over the last couple of years. And now I talked about our weather. We've acquired different uh, companies right now. Globally, we've got over 30,000 points of information that we're gathering information. So that allows us to give a much more accurate forecast than somebody that just has a couple thousand places that they're getting from government public places. Um, so we have 
different groups that will test and see who's the most accurate forecasting, whether that's for temperature or for precipitation. And DTN always rates towards the top of those tests. Um, so you know that our forecasts are accurate. Well, there are so I mentioned this earlier, so many sources of information out there. It's a competitive field, so you have to be at the top of your game uh, to compete in this uh, uh, with all the, the, you know, the different ways people can access information today. It's a constantly evolving and changing world of technology. So you have to be uh, a leader to, uh, you know, to stand out in that crowded field. Absolutely, yes. We are a leader in the market. We have been for a while, and we're continuing to uh, invest in making new services and new products out there to help our customers maximize their profits as well. How do people find out more about DTN? Um, probably have heard about it, but maybe some could be hearing about it for the first time. How do they go about uh, getting signed up and getting part of uh, get that information from you? So you can go to DTN.com, and there's an overview of our products there. And if you're attending the Ag Summit right now, if you go on the Sponsors section, you can go there and click on the DTN. And we've got videos of our different products that we've got available now, and you can contact with our sales group. Uh, we've got a network of people around the country that can talk to you as well, and we've got people right online. So we're here to answer any questions you have about our products or services. Yeah, we encourage people to do so. And again, the DTN Ag Summit continues today and tomorrow. But as you've pointed out, Jerry, they can access it even after tomorrow and uh, get that good information. Yes, sir. All right, we encourage people to do so. Jerry, thanks for being with us. We appreciate it. And Thank you. And giving us a little bit more about DTN. Thank you very much. Jerry Chandler, DTN Sales Manager. And again, the DTN Virtual Ag Summit going on again today and tomorrow. We'll hear from uh, more of their speakers and participants coming up on our program. And also coming up, uh, you've probably heard about this, uh, this big controversy uh, between uh, Dean Foods and some dairy producers and uh, dairy producers getting notices to return money that they have received, payments they have received in the past has created quite a controversy and uh, American Farm Bureau Federation is involved in this speaking on behalf of dairy producers we will hear from them coming up in our next segment as well to get the very latest on that story so stay with us you're listening to AOA Adams on agriculture Cenex Premium Diesel comes with a more complete additive package for a more complete burn to optimize performance in all engines. A lot goes into keeping a precision operation moving. The inputs you choose have to deliver results. New Delaro Complete Fungicide from Bayer offers unmatched consistency and the most complete disease control available. Your corn and soybeans are protected and yields higher, even in unpredictable conditions. With Delaro Complete, you get results you can count on to help keep your precision operation running smoothly. Always read and follow label instructions. To learn more, visit delarocomplete.us today. A cold front can slow the world to a crawl, but with Cenex Premium Diesel, your fleet can power through. Cenex Roadmaster XL Seasonally Enhanced comes with a more complete additive package for a more complete burn, optimizing cold weather performance over typical number two diesel. So rather than complaining about the cold, own it with Cenex Premium Diesel. Cenex Premium Diesel, diesel that doesn't mess around. You're listening to Adams on Agriculture for the American Ag Network. I'm Kirsten Raw with a market check here on this Tuesday's trading session. Grain markets are weaker across the board as it becomes more apparent upside momentum has been lost by the bulls amid more favorable weather in South America and a slowdown in buying by China. A reversal in both themes will be required for a retest of recent highs. On the Board of Trade May corn trading two and three quarters lower at 424, the March contract down two and a half cent at 421 and a half cent. 
March soybeans trading 11 and a half cent lower at 11.51. The November contract down seven and a quarter at 10.36 and a half cent. Chicago wheat March down three cents at 5.74 and a half cent. Chicago wheat March down three and three quarters at 5.41 and three quarters of a cent. Minneapolis spring wheat March down two and three quarters at 5.46. Market tone through the entire livestock complex quickly soared on Monday following greater concerns of rising COVID-19 cases impacting current and upcoming meat demand. Follow-through pressure is likely Tuesday, surrounded by general market weakness in outside markets during overnight trade. Surrounded by general market weakness in outside markets throughout today. The country in cash cattle country, it's very slow to start this morning with bids and asking prices not yet in cash cattle country. It's very slow to start this morning with bids and asking prices not defined as of yet. Significant trade volume will likely be delayed until Wednesday or later. Beef cutouts are expected to be lower with light to moderate box movement. On the Board of Trade, February live cattle trading 22 cents lower at 110.80. The April contract down 30 at 114.85. March feeder cattle down 42 at 137.72. The April contract down 27 at 139.17. February lean hogs up 42 at 65.37. The April contract up 15 at 69.05. You're listening to Adams on Agriculture for the American Ag Network. I'm Kirsten Rall. Sometimes life is wonderful, and sometimes it's not. Cherish the good, but always be prepared for life's challenges. At Private Healthcare, we provide the peace of mind you deserve. With Private Healthcare, you'll get the coverage you want and healthcare you need. If your employer doesn't supply healthcare coverage and you don't qualify for Medicare or Medicaid, you need to give us a call right now. Private Healthcare is private health insurance for ages 65 and under with medical, dental, vision, and even prescription coverage. When life comes at you unexpectedly, you need to be ready and health insurance is your financial safety net. If you're looking for health coverage at the best price and your annual household income is 35,000 or more, give us a call at 800-664-2612. That's 800-664-2612. 800-664-2612. Adams on Agriculture brought to you by Cenex Premium Diesel. Cenex Premium Diesel, a more complete additive package for a more complete burn. Information America's farmers and ranchers need to know. Adams on Agriculture. Now, back to Mike Adams. All right, we're joined now by Clint Chaffer. He is an ASGRO brand manager. want to talk about uh, dicamba and ExtendFlex soybean technology. Clint, thanks for joining us. Hey, Mike, thanks for having me. Um, there's been so much, you know, so many questions around and um, uncertainty around dicamba. We finally got the uh, the rulings from EPA. There's still some questions about you know, how it might differ. The applications might differ from state to state. But uh, kind of tell us where we're at with dicamba and especially ExtendFlex soybeans. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just uh, it's exciting, you know, to have uh, ExtendFlex uh, soybeans approved, uh, and then of course uh, getting our label for uh, for dicamba. Uh, you know, specifically for for Asgrow, I think the the you know the excitement really lands of of having this going into 2021, bringing that powerful combination of Asgrow brand exclusive genetics. Not you know these these uh, are 100% exclusive, not found in any other uh, any other bag. Uh, and really bringing that flexibility to the farmer and that uh, that choice. Uh, these are the first, you know, triple stack soybean trait containing tolerance to dicamba, uh, glyphosate, and glufosinate. So a lot of excitement going into 2021 here. Tell us about your your trials that you've been able to conduct with farmers uh, and, and what you found from those trials. Yeah, 2020, we ended up doing uh, a really expansive uh, nationwide field trials. Uh, and one of them included uh, what we call the ASGRO ExtendFlex Stewarded Grower Introduction Program, uh, which really provided farmers to, to really try this new technology on their own farm, uh, really before, you know, even before the approval. So it was really about getting some of that, uh, 
uh, ability to try it, being able to see the the performance of those genetics, being able to have that that flexibility uh, with that added tolerance to glufosinate, uh, and it was a success. I mean, we had just a, a ton of farmers that, uh, that, that have been really excited about that and got to see that performance this year in 2020. So what will be available for farmers to plant in 2021? Going into 2021, uh, it's, it's always fun to talk about this because this is going to be the largest trait launch in ASGRO's history, which that's a, that's a, that's a pretty big statement. Uh, and how we're doing that, we're actually bringing 47 new products uh, across all relative maturities. So, Mike, regardless of where these farmers are farming at, you're going to have an opportunity to try try the ExtendFlex soybeans in your area. Again, we got the uh, all of those relative maturities covered for this year. So, again, a lot of excitement going into 2021. Always a lot of excitement when you can offer something new and to have that many new products available, Clint. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, just the the sheer volume there. I think uh, you know. I mean, this is again the the, the largest trade launch. Um, it's uh, it, it's it's going to be a a great twenty twenty one. But again, as I mentioned, with uh, the approval of Dicambo, but state to states, you know, some uh, rules may differ as far as application windows and things like that. So they need to check with their authorities in their particular states. Yeah, absolutely, Mike. I mean, uh, as, as we work through the, you know, the, the state approvals, uh, it's just always good to, to make sure that, uh, that you understand uh, all the, you know, the, the different uh, pieces within your states uh, specifically uh, and, and make sure that we're aware of that going into uh, next season. Yep. And where can they learn more about ExtendFlex soybeans from ASGRO? They can go to ASGRO.com. Very good. Clint? Chaffer, ASGRO brand manager, has been with us as we uh, get ready for 2021 and extend soybeans. Thanks a lot, Clint. Thanks, Mike. Have a good one. All right. Take care. Well, I mentioned this earlier, and you've probably have heard about it, especially if you're in the dairy industry, but some of you may not have been, uh, what's going on, this controversy with Dean Foods and some producers being asked to return some money that they have uh, been paid in the past. Here to talk about that is Travis Cushman. He is senior counsel public policy for the American Farm Bureau Federation. Travis, thank you for joining us. For those not familiar with what's going on here, and of course we have some uh, an issue with uh, Dean Foods and uh, what's happening with them, and then how it's impacting uh, individual producers that have done business with Dean Foods in the past. Bring us up to date where we're at here. Yeah, thank you. Uh, as a reminder, Dean Foods declared bankruptcy in November of 2019. Mm-hmm. And just in the past week or two, hundreds of farmers, we believe, up to 500 or so, have received letters from Dean Foods Estate demanding that these farmers repay three months of payments that they received from Dean Foods in the three months prior to when Dean Foods declared bankruptcy. And based on what? Why are the, why are they getting these letters? Why is the company asking for that money back? Well, I think that's a problem here. I think the letters were highly deceptive and misleading. Uh, there is a principle in bankruptcy law that does allow a bankrupt company to claw back certain types of payments that were made on a preferential basis before the bankruptcy was declared. However, there are good exceptions to that, including business that is conducted in the ordinary course, which we believe pretty much any farm that received this letter would have been doing. The farmers that received these letters likely have a complete defense to any attempted clawback. When you look at these letters, that's not clear whatsoever. But even if they have defense, they're going to, are they going to have to pay, you know, for lawyers and to defend themselves basically in court? I mean, that's going to be a hardship there. I think these letters are putting farmers in an impossible position of having to either pay these huge amounts they're demanded or paying for their own legal counsel to defend themselves against these allegations. You know, these letters... I think that most farmers should have a pretty uh, solid defense by just contacting Dean Foods and saying, this is ordinary course of business, leave me alone. Uh, but again, th- these letters were highly threatening, and it's not very clear to someone who receives these that they already do have a very good defense to them. Yeah, I was going to ask, do we know how serious Dean Foods is going to be about in, uh, in trying to get this money back? I mean, are they taking these producers to court? I have not heard of any cases yet where that's happened, but at the same time, uh, these letters uh, have just been sent out. They, they, the letters 
purport that they will start litigation on Christmas Eve if a uh, payment is not received. Uh, that said, you know, I, I don't know that it makes any sense for Gene Foods to do that because it, it takes the farmers to court and the farmers have, you know, likely a complete defense to it. So it'd be a waste of, of Gene Foods money. Wow. Merry Christmas, right? To get a letter in the mail, say, if you don't give us back thousands of dollars, uh, we're going to take you to court. Um, so what's American Farm Bureau Federation doing? Can you enter into this in some way to speak on behalf of all dairy producers uh, that are impacted by this, or, or what's your approach to this? So what we did is last week we sent the law firm representing Dean Foods a letter demanding that they immediately retract all these letters they've sent out within 10 days. And we spell out why these letters are so misleading and inappropriate for all these farmers to have received. And we state that if, if Dean Foods does not retract these letters within 10 days, that we will pursue our other legal options. These payments, how far back do they date the, that the producers receive those payments? These would be for the three months prior to when the bankruptcy was declared. So bankruptcy was declared in November 2019. That's between, what, 13 and 16 months ago. Well, wow, that's some time ago, and then you get a letter saying basically you owe thousands of dollars back to Dean Foods, or they're asking, uh, demanding that to, to come back. What are you telling producers to do if, that are getting those letters? So you know, I cannot provide anyone legal advice on this, but you know, if I receive these letters, what I would do is, is I would simply respond that uh, I have a complete defense to this under the, under the ordinary course of business. I've also recently heard last night that the, uh, the Pennsylvania Milk Board has put out a form that folks can fill out, essentially saying uh, that the business uh, that I did was an ordinary course and I'm exempt from these, and that they can then use that form to send it back to Dean Foods. Any idea how many producers have received those letters? The number is I've been hearing around 500. 500. Uh, in a certain, just, is it in, just in the Northeast or across the country? The numbers I'm hearing are, are uh, the Midwest and the Northeast. Midwest and Northeast, okay. Um, did anybody see this coming, or was everyone caught by surprise by this? I think we were all caught by surprise, uh, especially given the timing of this. The, the, the state has already um, been going for its bankruptcy for well over a year now. We think it's winding up, and yet just now they're sending these letters to folks. Uh, these letters were dated the day before Thanksgiving, and you know, the time period they're talking about suing folks is Christmas Eve, so it's a, a really odd time period to be doing this. This caught all of us by surprise. Yeah, kind of a double whammy. I mean, first you you get the news uh, a year or so ago that uh, Dean Foods, pretty big name, going out of business, going bankrupt. So that's someone that many producers are, were doing business with. And then on top of that, now to get a letter saying that the money that you got from doing business with them in the past, they want that money back. I mean, that's kind of a, that's a double hit. I agree. It's horrific. And on top of that, the way they're going about doing this is that we think a highly misleading and deceptive way as well. You know, I, I'm, I'm a lawyer and I looked at these letters and I didn't know what they were trying to say. I, I had to hire a bankruptcy expert to help me understand what it was they were actually trying to say in these letters. Wow. You're a lawyer and you had to hire someone to explain what the letter was saying. <laughs> Yeah, it, th th these things were, were, we consider them a predatory shakedown written in legalese. Wow. Well, we'll, we'll stay in touch and, and keep up to date on this. I'm sure there's some anxious folks out there that have received these letters, so uh, uh, we'll, we'll try to stay on top of this because uh, I'm sure there's going to be some nervous times until this is all, uh, all taken care of, especially here we are going into the holidays and to get something like that. Travis, thanks for the update on this. Appreciate it. Thank you. Travis Cushman, Senior Counsel, Public Policy for the American Farm Bureau Federation. Not the kind of a holiday greeting you'd want to receive, is it? All right, stay with us. More coming up from the DTN Ag Summit next here on AOA. Adams on Agriculture, brought to you by Cenex Premium Diesel. Cenex Premium Diesel, diesel that doesn't mess around. 
Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff. Even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover guitar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Do you know how to keep food safe at home? Clean, separate, cook, and chill. The easy lessons of clean, separate, cook, and chill will help you protect your family and be food safe. Let's talk about how to really cook. First, you can't tell it's done by how it looks. Use a food thermometer. Then, always stir, rotate the dish, and cover food when microwaving to prevent cold spots where bacteria can survive. Fast cooking should still be safe cooking. And bring sauces, soups, and gravies to a rolling boil when reheating. Even for the most experienced cooks, the improper heating and preparation of food means bacteria can survive. Food safety risks at home are more common than most people think. The USDA is your partner in being food safe. Clean, separate, cook, and chill. For more information, visit BeFoodSafe.gov or call 1-888-MP-HOTLINE. A cold front can slow the world to a crawl. But with Cenex Premium Diesel, your fleet can power through. Cenex Roadmaster XL Seasonally Enhanced comes with a more complete additive package for a more complete burn, optimizing cold weather performance over typical number two diesel. So rather than complaining about the cold, own it with Cenex Premium Diesel. Cenex Premium Diesel, diesel that doesn't mess around. This is Around the Table, where we explore the benefits of cooperative ownership. And today, we're talking about protecting yourself and your business from online fraud with Sarah Ingstrom, who leads data security practices at CHS. Sarah, opportunities for digital fraud, unfortunately, are a reality of modern farming. From online transactions to third-party data sharing, what are the key things farmers should do to protect their personal, and their business data. Email is the primary method for ransomware attacks. So it's just really important for you as well as um, the individuals that work within your business unit, your families, to think twice before you click on email links and attachments or when there are requests to change payment channels based on email exchanges and just take the time to inspect the email. Who's it from? Is it expected? Is it requesting something that makes sense? And in the spirit of holidays, um, just know that package delivery, spam um, emails or email scams are rampant. Sarah, if someone suspects they're a victim of digital fraud or a, or a data breach, what should they do? There's a website out there, and it's staysafeonline, all one word, .org. And they have four um, helpful places to go to if you believe that you, um, are, you've had a data breach, one of those being local law enforcement. The second being the Internet Crime Complaint Center. The third being the Federal Trade Commission, the FTC, and or a local victim services provider that will help you get back on your feet um, and ensure that you're um, not breached any further. That's good information. Sarah Ingstrom, who leads data security practices at CHS. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. And thanks for joining us around the table. Learn more about the benefits of co-op ownership from CHS at cooperativeownership.com. A lot goes into keeping a precision operation moving. The inputs you choose have to deliver results. New Delaro Complete Fungicide from Bayer offers unmatched consistency and the most complete disease control available. Your corn and soybeans are protected and yields higher, even in unpredictable conditions. With Delaro Complete, you get results you can count on to help keep your precision operation running smoothly. Always read and follow label instructions. To learn more, visit delarocomplete.us today. 
Adams on Agriculture is brought to you by Cenex Premium Diesel. With Cenex Premium Diesel, you can count on a diesel that will keep your operation in top shape. Information America's farmers and ranchers need to know. Adams on Agriculture. Now, back to Mike Adams. Suckup Manufacturing Company has designed and manufactured the world's largest free-span grain bin with a diameter of 165 feet. Previous record had a diameter of 156 feet, which Suckup also manufactured and designed. Joining us now is Steve Suckup. Steve, thanks very much for joining us. Tell us about this uh, record-setting bin that you've you've made. Yes, Mike. No, uh, we've... Uh kicked off our 2 million bushel series. The 156 is a 2 million bushel uh, bin, and we've got uh, a number of them at the, the ethanol plants specifically. And then the 165 is at uh, Golden Grain, which is 2.2 million bushels, and that's, you know, 2,200 uh, semi-loads of uh, corn. But then the other part of that at an ethanol plant, that's only 22 days of usage there. Yeah, so while it's huge, when you're like working with a an ethanol plant i mean that it, it doesn't seem so big then right when you're moving that kind of volume no it doesn't they're used to the traffic uh, they're pouring the stem wall now uh they had 400 uh uh cement trucks uh rolling uh rolling in uh with uh with all the yards of uh concrete or 400 yards of concrete for portion of the stem wall and it's um, one of the fun facts is that with that 165 foot uh diameter bin is that a, a Boeing 767 will fit in one of those bins. There's that much clear span wow. in it, but, uh, but Mike, the, the landing is difficult, but it will fit. So. <laughs> yeah, it would be a little tricky. That's for sure. Uh, we're tricky, talking with Steve. Yeah. Talking with Steve suck up about the grain bins and Steve, not everyone obviously going to have one that size, but we know about the growing importance and popularity of having more storage on the farm. So uh, regardless of size, uh, we're seeing more technology all the time in bin construction, aren't we? Yes, and uh, it's one of those since we started in uh, grain bins uh, 20 years ago. It was, you know, the 24s and 30s was the standard, and then it went to 36s, then 48s, and now uh, the 54s and 60s are basically the standard uh, bins that our customers are needing but uh you know this year is again the classical year where storage uh, pays and makes a profit for our customers that back in june and i was one of those our local corn price was 270 and you just go what's it going to take to move and now it's uh, right at four dollars so a dollar thirty that uh, our customers have made by being able to store grain your company is headquartered in sheffield iowa um, employs more than 600 people. You have quite a quite a history. Uh, what what are your thoughts on uh, what you're seeing in your business? And as I said, there's more seemingly more demand for uh, bins all the time. Uh, when you're talking with uh, farmers uh, about getting a bin built, what's the, what's the wait time on that right now? Well, right now uh, we're generally about uh, three to four weeks out. So uh, during this uh, past year, we did have some it was some challenges between COVID and uh, great demand. Uh, but we've got all the the bins out in the fall. Uh, we're working on uh, orders right now. Uh, like I say, three to four weeks for uh, a grain bin for uh, delivery if uh, they get the concrete pad poured. Uh, and then that uh, derecho last year sort of has added a little bit of. Uh, uh, you know, different factors to it that there's really a certain need that really got uh, wiped out. And so uh, our dealers are working with a few of those customers as well. I was going to ask, where are we in the recovery from that? How much has been rebuilt at this date? Oh, I, I'm I'm estimating, but I'm guessing like 5 to 10% of the, you know, hmm. 60 to 90 million bushels uh, lost uh, it's going to be quite the the spring projects because it was all the you know the towers conveyors bucket elevators just you know it was it just yeah took everything off the foundation so uh, there's some work but i think they're starting to make some decisions of what they're going to do for the rebuild but uh, they need that storage back up 
How has COVID impacted your business this year? And what about uh, the availability of material as well as uh, labor workers uh, for putting these bins up? Well, the, the COVID really did have a hard impact on the, the labor, both the, in the manufacturing plant. We never, I mean, you know, we might've had, you know, five to 10% of the folks out at a time, but uh, it's just, you know, it's always key areas that it's, happening in so manufacturing we felt uh you know somewhat uh constrained on that uh, quite a bit uh getting bins up it seemed like most of the erection crews uh were able to stay uh going good and it was like uh, one of the areas our truckers we were one of the more concerned uh, areas just with them traveling all the time but they mm-hmm. they've been one of our safest departments actually so uh that part of it's worked out and we've had good supplies our suppliers have all uh been able to make due dates so uh no no supply chain use uh with that also before we let you go tell us about uh something you're you're getting into now uh the use of solar at your manufacturing facility right we put in a solar array uh 10 percent of our uh energy uh we work with a uh, van wall implement uh john deere uh uh, Don has, you know, a bunch of John Deere dealerships and I've known Don and said, Hey, we're doing solar. And I says, well, we, you know, we use a little bit of ex- uh, electricity up here. And, uh, I think, uh, well, we take a look at putting 10% of it on solar, but I said, I want to make the racking system. And so we devised our own, uh, racking system to hold up the solar panels and the professional engineer said it was the, the strongest he had put in. So, uh, we've got a good testament to it. And, uh, and maybe in the future we can uh, be putting up some more of those. Yeah, very interesting. All right. Well, Steve, good to talk with you. It's been quite a year All in right. 2020, but it sounds like uh, <laughs> you're, you're full speed ahead for 2021 then, well, right? Well, we're going to get to 2021 yet. So anyway, All right. appreciate it, Mike. Thanks a lot. All right. Okay, take care. That is Steve Sukup. He is uh, president and CEO um, and of uh, Sukup uh, Manufacturing. And, again, they have uh, built – what is you know this uh, huge grain bin that we talked about earlier that um, is a record diameter of 165 feet and um, it, it ground was broken for that back on, in September at Golden Grain Energy and Ethanol Plant in Mason City, Iowa. Hey, thanks for joining us today. Hope you'll join us again tomorrow here on AOA. Stay safe, everyone. Cenex Premium Diesel comes with a more complete additive package for a more complete burn to optimize performance in all engines. A lot goes into keeping a precision operation moving. The inputs you choose have to deliver results. New Delaro Complete Fungicide from Bayer offers unmatched consistency and the most complete disease control available. Your corn and soybeans are protected and yields higher, even in unpredictable conditions. With Delaro Complete, you get results you can count on to help keep your precision operation running smoothly. Always read and follow label instructions. To learn more, visit delarocomplete.us today.